o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. It is Christmas morning for myself. I already had one, We had one caller, Dave, called in the last hour and called to say Merry Christmas, Jake. It was really funny. On the air. didn't wish me Merry Christmas. No, because it's just a day. It's a Thursday for you. What would right. Sipple's Christmas be? Oh, there's a question. That is a good question. Is it, would it be the opening of a new truck stop somewhere in town? Could be that. Or the first, maybe yeah. it was the final four for you. You were jacked about that. Oh, no, it's anytime Alabama plays for <laughs> okay. like a nationally relevant game. Yeah. It's whenever a blue And he gets play. to like take the side yeah. of being on like the, <laughs> blue the 30% side. with Alabama. That's a pretty good. That's pretty good, Schaefer. That's a, that's a, like Alabama Cincinnati was Christmas for him this year. It was. Because they sledgehammered Cincinnati. There we go. There well, we go. They, I don't know. They sledgehammered them. You were Shea, talking about how they were going to win by a lot more than yeah, they won. That was not a sledgehammer. I mean, you want a sledgehammer, Georgia took one to Michigan. What, 27 night. to 3? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like 56 to 10, something like that. Uh, Cincinnati, it was more than three. They scored more points than... Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, they can, were more they competitive more than Michigan than like was. Five this, teams in the this, college football playoffs. Cincinnati this, was more competitive than Michigan was. Oh, this, yeah. Michigan was dead. This is public record, by the way, so I will look it up. It's public information. Alabama. I, I like got they it, They lost by two touchdowns. I got Jake. I'm just going to let you know, you, you, you claim that Bama killed... 27 to 6. Yeah. Three touchdowns. Okay, yeah. and what was Georgia's score? Was it like forty to eleven, something like that? It's public information. Well, I'm typing other stuff out. I got here. it. Michigan. Jake's computer is also. Yeah, yeah I'm not doing anything more on this thing. Okay, crash. twenty-seven to six was yeah. Alabama. And Cincinnati, thirty-four to eleven. Yeah, was Georgia. So, Michigan. So it was more competitive for Cincinnati. They lost by less yeah, than. I'm pretty than sure Michigan Michigan's did. touchdown came it was late. There, yeah, it was late. Yeah, Alabama flexed. It wasn't a sled- it wasn't a sledgehammer. It was a sledgehammer. No, it wasn't. I don't think it was a sledgehammer. <laughs> he just he hates the little Michigan he hates State the group received of five. a sledgehammer. He from despises Alabama. the group of five. Ohio I don't State despise received him. a sledgehammer from Clemson that one year, like thirty one to three. Yeah. I don't despise a group of five. I just don't like cute little stories against Alabama. That sounds like you don't like the group of five. That 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 voice you did. No. Was he called Cincinnati a cute little story? Cincinnati had cute little defensive linemen that got pulverized by Alabama's. They're going to have a top. Alabama's got a, just a so-so offensive line. They're going to have a top three draft pick this year. Yeah. Sauce Garner. Yeah, whatever. Oh, like top three. Yeah, he's. Is this one of these like weird Jake throws a no, number? No, I've out seen there him. I've seen him every draft. I've seen him. He's going top three. I haven't seen him go top three in a single mock draft this top year. Top five then. Like he's been linked to the Vikings a fair amount, and they picked twelve. Oh, no, you're, you're not you're barking get, you're up the wrong getting, tree, no, Jake. You're not you're getting him at twelve. Don't throw random numbers out with Schaefer. You're not getting him at twelve. Who in the top three is taking him? I saw one I've yesterday. Never, I've I saw never a draft. I saw now, a draft. now maybe it has changed, but he right. had not been in the top three for a while. Harrison needs to get on this. Sauce Garner is the name. Uh, Gardner, isn't it? 
Gardner, Jake? Sauce Gardner? Sauce Gardner. Is he a corner? He is a corner. He or Derek Stingley Jr. are the top two corners. Oh, okay. Well, if he's one of the top two corners, he's going to get yeah. dropped. I, I think he's the best corner. Like, if, if you were asking me if he's a top ten guy, to me, it's unequivocally yes. Okay. So. It's just whether the needs of the teams line up and if quarterbacks push him down. Okay, maybe he's not top three. But top ten. I'm, I'm go- I'll, I'll, get, if you're I'll, top I'll, re- I'll revise to this. Sauce Gardner of the cute story Cincinnati Bearcats <laughs> will be a top ten pick That's good. at the end of the month. That's good. In the first I round, I can't take you seriously when your headphones are like that. But but that... what's wrong with my headset? It's Masters Thursday, man. Right. Nothing matters anymore. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I'll way, give you the sauce. Way, by the way, Mike Schaefer is with us. He just started talking. <laughs> I never introduced him. I said, give him a proper. Yeah, intro. I said it's Masters. Look, if people can't look at the calendar and understand yeah. why there's a third voice. Mike Schaefer, twenty four seven sports with us yeah. in studios. He has every Thursday from seven to eight. It's a proper intro. We thing. appreciate Mike. I, okay. Uh, he's wearing his Cleveland Guardians attire, not Indians. The Guardians attire. I like. At what point are we done with this? Because I feel like every radio interview I've been introduced is like, and then the way they well, say anyway, Guardians, it's like they're fascinated that they've never said the word before. I, I haven't. I apologize because you're the one getting this rant, but That's it's fine. like the hey, fourth take the time rant. this week where it's like, I want so this Mike, rant. What uh, What are your thoughts on the Cleveland? I didn't ask you that. I didn't ask you your Guardians. <laughs> Now, it, to my credit, it's I didn't ask you about day. your thoughts on them. Yeah. I'm curious about your your thoughts on the Cleveland franchise's uh, chances this year. Like the Cleveland Durs. Yeah, how about that? Um, that's was, how, that's, that's, I don't that. think they're going to be that good this year. So uh, I'm excited they signed Jose Ramirez to an extension yesterday. That's a future Hall of Fame player. Um, so if he stays on the pace that he's on. So it's nice that like they've signed one player that will – stay in Cleveland for the most of his career. Mm-hmm. That uh, has not been the case for the majority of my life. Yeah, so. tell me some more about the Indians, because I'll, I'll call my dad today and 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 say happy opening day. Merry He's, Christmas. He, you and my dad are the they biggest have, Indians fans I, I know. They have one hitter that you would call good, and that's Jose Ramirez. They have a couple that could be good that have very d- different skill sets, like Fran Mill Reyes, could hit like fifty home runs. The name again, please. Fran Mill Reyes. Yeah, He's Fran like this Mill. giant slugger DH guy, but he also just strikes out a ton. Doesn't have a de- defensive position. Goes in really cold spells. They have a center fielder that they traded for at the deadline last year that I really like because he's one of the fastest players in baseball named Miles Straw. But he's the opposite of Fran Mill Reyes. He can hit everything, but he has no power. So. And their, their whole outfield might combine for less than 15 home runs mm. in 2022. Wow. Which seems like a really bad strategy in roster good. building. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, they're they're going to be pretty bad. Their pitching staff is solid. Their closer is okay. Didn't pitching really let you down last year? Well, everyone got hurt. All yeah. five yeah. of their starters were on the I.L. at one point, And four yeah, of them at the great. same time. It's so that's great. a hard, kind of a hard way to go through Major League Baseball. They still went eighty and eighty-two. So if you only had three of those guys get hurt, maybe you go eighty-five and eighty and eighty-two, seventy-seven. So. You, you know who Cleveland plays today? The opening series of the Major League Baseball season. I'm donning their pullover right now. How many now. wins do you actually think they're going to have? Uh, I believe the number was at what seventy-two and a half for them, something like seventy-four. Uh, they're right around where Cleveland was at, and they're both at seventy-five and a half or Take seventy-six. The over, really over. You think so? The Royals are going to go at least 500 this Can year. Can you break down the Royals as well as Mike breaks mm, down the Indians? Well, the Royals. Oh, the Guardians. Yeah. 
the Guardians. The Royals, I like their lineup in terms of what they have for hitting. They, they Bobby Witt Jr. is the top prospect in MLB. He's going to be excellent. Oh, that's no, debatable. Too, one or two. First or second. Yeah, he's either first or second. R- or R- third, is I Rushman guess. the Adley other kind? Con- Rushman. Rushman, so yeah. Rushman and then Julio Rodriguez from the Mariners. Right. Is- so Bobby Witt Jr. is a big deal. Uh, Witt Merrifield. Mondesi's healthy right now. We'll see if it lasts. You know, he's never healthy. Um, of course, they've got Salvador Perez, who hit 40-plus home runs last year. He was a home run leader in the AL last season. Um, so I like their lineup. Um, the pitching is the question. Zach Greinke, Zach Greinke is 38 years old, was just signed like three weeks ago, and is going to be your opening day starter. Ooh. Brad Keller was not good last year. He's your two. Brady Singer was supposed to be uh, an ace for the Royals. He's not right now in their top five in the rotation. He's like number six, maybe a, a bullpen long inning guy. Good job. Um, Chris Bubik is a lefty who's decent. He had a good end of the year last year. Bubic, I guess, is how you say his last name. Okay. Um, and beyond that, you know, Carlos Hernandez has been awful, awful in spring training. He has been horrific. Hmm. That's your four, your five. And then the bullpen's not very good. So they're going to have to outscore teams. That's not been always kind to the Royals in the past, if that's their approach yet to take. But I just feel like they're going to figure it out. But I, I do Good despise, I loathe, and I have since they ever hired him, their pitching coach. Cal Eldred sucks. Cal wow, Eldred. That's a strong opinion Cal, on Cal Eldred. Cal Eldred sucks. That is the strongest opinion on Cal Eldred. He was a bad pitcher in the major leagues. He's a worse pitching coach. He sucks. I don't have the, the Royals, opinion on Carl The Royals need here. a new pitching coach okay. yesterday, <laughs> last year. All right. And they keep. Bringing this bum back. Okay. You consider they might just need new pitchers? They can't do that as well as you get a new pitching coach. There's a question. It's not clicking. There's a question that needs to be asked to Schaefer. Do people still say Indians, and can you st- say it? Well, yeah, you can say it. Do people – are these people still go with that? Uh, well, I mean, I think – Like hardliners that say I'm not – Oh, there's this. definitely – It'll be really interesting when they have their first home game, what that reaction and what people choose to, to wear at the park. All seven thousand people that go to games. Um, so, look, they've earned it. I mean, they've cut one hundred and thirty-three million dollars from their payroll over the last four years. They haven't reinvested it back in the franchise. No one feels remotely bad if they have no one there, because it's not like they cut prices at you know that level. Ooh, just another so, n- another big league organization taking advantage of the fan. Well, it's not just that. They're taking advantage of other owners. They just live for the revenue sharing and then make money hand over fist on that while having a $33 million payroll. So it's a, it's a hell of a scam the Dolans are pulling on Major League Baseball. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Meanwhile, people pay for their park renovations and everything else. It's not like they own their own ballpark. They didn't pay for that. Well, and I mean this when I say this. Kudos to you and my dad for sticking with them under those circumstances. Well, you pick a team when you're five years old and you live with the consequences. Yeah, I've done that. So you become a Sonics Vikings Cleveland fan. Very good at finishing second. <laughs> Not so good at hoisting trophies. Yeah, well, that's my life, too. Yeah, the Royals is. won one yes. World Series. Yeah. Dolphins, not so yeah, much. You were a Cardinals fan. I'm sure I left you rooted the for like nine other teams. No, I left the Cardinals franchise. I did in 2011. I poking at you today, and I really like I, Listen, I left the Cardinals after, after the... So you got to give it to them. Yeah. yeah. The Cardinals won the World Series, and I left them in 2011. I because did. Because? I was just... I wanted something else. <laughs> he was bored. <laughs> they won too much. He felt like... The Dolphins weren't enough. He needed to walk through the wilderness. <laughs> I like pain in the sports world. I can't have nice things. 
I'm you better see, LeBron off. had signed with the Heat, and at that point, he thought, I can no longer support the Cardinals. That's that's honestly, that's not a bet. I can't have this much winning in my life. This is too much. I'm the opposite of a front runner. The opposite. I go to the teams that suck after my well, team heat, wins the, too much. The Heat don't suck now. No, they're good. I like the Heat. Uh, all right, we'll all get right, to the Bachelors. talk spring football? Yeah, we'll get to that next segment. Yeah, spring football right now. On Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with innovation leaders to explore how they use cloud engineering for new possibilities for their organizations. Join myself, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud wherever you get your podcasts. Can you, Schaefer, I, every year we ask this question, and I, I want you to tell us again why. Um, you are not afraid to tell people how much you dislike the spring game. Yeah, it sucks. Can, can you... <laughs> Can you please tell us? I was going to say, maybe he's coming around. No, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mike. You talked to me yesterday. (laughs) Please please tell the listeners why you don't like the spring game. I think that we have made, I mean, we have made far more of the spring game than what its actual value is to the organization. I mean, and some of that is Nebraska's own doing because they pump and Pushed this Marketing, huge yeah. to the point where they only had what forty some thousand tickets sold, and this is considered concerning for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, that headline and I saw that take the other day, and I thought to myself, forty some thousand people are going to go watch a practice, and we're considered this concerning so for weird. the state of Nebraska like, football fair. instead of it being borderline euphoric <laughs> that these people are choosing to spend a Saturday it's watching $10. a practice. And spend ten or twenty dollars depending yeah. on when they buy this. The ticket. whole damn thing is gravy. Right. If it's twenty thousand, if it's forty thousand, if it's sixty thousand. It's seven thousand. Yes. Uh so uh, part of it is it's gotten almost too big mm. to how it's viewed. And then attached to it, and obviously this is where more of my interest <laughs> is than what we will actually see on the field Saturday, because okay. I don't think you're gonna take a ton away from what you see is they've turned it into a mega recruiting event. Okay. So that in itself has a lot more value. And yeah. so if you argued, well, you want fans there so you can show the sort of support that they can't get in other places in the country. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I can accept that argument. Yeah. That's fine. Um, really, it just comes down to I always abhor having to have opinions after the spring game based mm. on what I watch because – you watched one fifteenth of the work that they right, put in over right. the spring. Thank you so much for saying that. And it's, so it puts the, you in an awkward position. Well, the amount of times where, and I just go back to the first spring game I ever covered, and we're at the Daily Nebraskan, and there's there's four of us, and we're all divvying up the work, and one guy's like boldly proclaiming he wants to write a column on how Latravis Washington is the future of Nebraska football. Hmm. Now, I don't know how many historians are listening to the radio here, but I don't know that LaTravis Washington was the future of much of anything. No. And yet that was something that someone felt like needed to be written because he went like 10 of 21 and threw for two touchdowns against the white team in 2009. Oh, I know, I know. And so it, it's just it's stuff like that that I get like – it's just so far over its skis uh-huh. as an event at this point. Yeah. Uh, that I just kind of like go full Schaefer curmudgeon. I th- – <laughs> It makes sense. What you're saying makes sense. I mean, me and No, Jake- there are really awesome moments that have occurred. Like, sure. The other day was just the anniversary of the Jack Hoffman thing. Right. That, that was amazing. And I actually, one of the coolest things that occurred after it is, and I, I saw this because of a Facebook memory, Ron Brown gave a breakdown of Jack Hoffman carrying that ball. Uh-huh. And it's just this incredible quote. 
And it's total Ron Brown, like, coach speech right up to the point where a little worried about the ball security. And yeah. then he makes sure he throws in there. Because he's got smaller hands, you know? It's hard for him to <laughs> That's pretty to funny. It away. That's pretty funny. And that, that was such funny. an awesome moment. It was. And, you know, so I'm, I'm thankful that you have stuff like that. But Oh, there's going to be always good moments because the guys are playing. And there's, there's going to yeah. be passes completed and and nice plays and stuff like that. But the older I get, the more I, and even just you were there listening to Ty Robinson yesterday. You mm -hmm. know who probably doesn't need 30 more reps on his plate? <laughs> Ty Robinson. <laughs> I mean, that that conversation. Was somewhat alarming. You walk away from that and you're like, damn, this is stark. You know? Okay, thank you. Let's yeah, stop that there. Back. Yeah, sit brought Let's that up stop earlier. There. Yeah, I brought that up earlier. I Now, that's one area I'd be very critical of Frost on. That year five, the he, roster management. Well, year just that part where you're year five and you're in that sort of sh shape in your defensive line. Yeah, you have I mean, seven guys practicing. Too many years of only taking one or two defensive linemen, missing out on top targets, bred around the signing day, um, losing guys that you didn't get anything out of really, and Jordan Riley, Jakeem Green. Uh, guys that you brought in because they were supposed to be more physically ready to go that they just couldn't see the field. Um, and then I I don't know that you can blame anybody for this. No, I, that's the thing. When you but, can't blame anybody for it, you got to go to the head coach. And I get that. that's right. what I'm doing. The, the other one that really hurts, I mean, if you could have found a way NIL-wise or whatever it had to be to get Damian Daniels to stay, mm -hmm. that in itself would have allowed you to – that would help to have a different look, maybe. Up. Well, and DeAndre Thomas, yeah, for that either. matter. I mean, both of those guys would be very helpful. Oh, yeah. Right yeah. Because chances are, whatever you get out of the transfer portal, specifically to help with the interior of the defensive line or whatever, you know, because it's going to be a different look this year for the most part. And then, and so, then yeah, we were the talking yeah. about what Ty Robinson said. Yeah. You heard this, too. Well, I asked him, are you concerned about the lack of depth? He said, well, we're, we're going to add two guys this summer, so we'll be should be okay. I've which never, is I've very interesting. Before. I mean, if you stop and think about yeah, well, what we've covered for 20 years plus, now now that's what you do. You, yeah. No, you go add guys. But the, the He admits that. <laughs> the problem <laughs> is that you have no idea what the quality of what you're right. going to add. No, I know. But even the fact that you can add now is interesting. Well, helpful. Yeah. It's definitely helpful. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that they're counting on that. I mean, can you imagine the guy who's sitting up in North Stadium scouring the the transfer portal and then pulling up film of available spring games to see if that guy got any reps to see if he'd be worth taking on the defensive? That's a real thing that's going to be happening. Yep. Not just in Nebraska either. Part yeah. of the problem is Nebraska's thin in areas where everyone wants these players. I wonder if there's any offensive lineman over there that could, could play defensive line. I haven't looked at that. Brant Banks and Ethan Piper were defensive linemen that converted over to the offense. I wonder line. what stops that from happening. Uh, I I don't know that I've ever met a coach that felt like they had enough depth on the offensive line. Right. I think that's part of it. Yeah, Piper would be uh, the number two center probably right. right now. Well, and Banks is your left tackle. Your left tackle. In practice. <laughs> it's not like either of those guys are moving. <laughs> so it's, you're going to need to hit uh, – and, and, okay, so Sean Mathis could help matters. But he doesn't help interior. Right. He's not and an interior. And that's where they're lineman. sort of – Right. Part of it that's is I don't know issue. what it's going to look like. When you get Casey Rogers back and you have Casey Rogers and you have Ty Robinson and you have Nash Hutmacher, 
then is it still is it Garrett Nelson on a side of it? Are all three of those guys playing at once with Garrett Nelson? Does Caleb Tanner have his hand down at any point? I have questions. In a four to, three, that yeah, yeah. I I kind of have questions as to how Eric Shenander runs things. I don't know that we're going to get those answers a lot on Saturday. Well, either. I think one answer I could give you is it'll be a lot of four three because you don't have to use three down line, right? Um, and I and, and so this whole thing where we say they're a three four defense, they're not a three four defense. I mean, it's this year. Yeah. I mean, they have been in the past. They have, but they've played a lot of 4-3 last year. Yeah. They, well, part they of it switch is... switch in and out like a lot of teams. They, they have really coveted defensive players that have versatility mm. that allows them to kind of match up as necessary by the opponent. Yeah, I hope I'm not being too overly harsh on the head coach there, but it is striking to me that year five you'd be in that situation. Not his, all his fault, and there's circumstances that contribute to it, but the the fact is, is that that's what we're talking about, and that's not a good thing. And and what yeah. what what Robinson was saying yesterday that most of those guys, most of those seven ha guys, have over four hundred. Yeah, that was so that comment, and that he feels like a thirty-five year old physically. Yeah, both of those were like, oh gosh, like maybe don't play Ty Robinson. That's your top defensive line. <laughs> that's your number one. Yeah, that's your best. That's your number line. one. Yeah. Now I now I want to try to balance it. I mean, I guess some people would say, well, yeah, they're those kids want to play. I mean, they're getting to play. They're not watching. Nobody's watching. Yeah, you got to watch wear and tear, though, on those guys. Well, well you can't afford any of them to be hurt right now. Right. And, we, see, I mean, we're, we've been told for years and years in football that if a guy is worn down, he's more susceptible to injury. That's what I. That's my concern when he's, when he's talking yeah. about that. We're getting all these reps. I feel like I'm 35 years old. I'll need a week to recover. Okay, that's great. I mean, in, in some ways, it's good. You're getting a lot, a lot of reps, and reps, reps sharpen you. But there's that fine line of are you, are you getting too many? Well, and, and are you susceptible? At what point are the reps somewhat damaging because you're no longer physically able to do everything you need to do, and you're just going through them to get them done? The other thing about Ty Robinson was he was pretty. I, I think he's heard the commentary. I got the, about the defensive yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got that. It would be pretty hard to miss it. Yeah, I no, got that feel from right him now. that he had kind of a bite to him. Like, we're fine. We're going to be fine. Yeah. You know. But he admitted they need to add two guys in the offseason. Well, now. and then you think about how it's been talked about in the spring where you have offensive coaches basically saying that they've moved the ball with they've run the ball. Yeah. concern or problem for how they can move the ball. Consistently. Yeah. All spring. And that's, that's a unit that. Uh, really, the whole defensive unit really prided itself on being a big part of Nebraska's whatever success it had mm -hmm. over the previous two seasons. Yeah, so for sure. There's, you know, well, Frost had. The there's court. a level of pride there that's probably somewhat damaging if you look like a, you know, stick of butter and a hot knife is going through you. Yes. I don't know if it's that stark, but it could be. You never know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you Saturday. Before we get to break, Schaefer, uh, this hour is sponsored by Trek CBD, uh, location at 84th in Highway 2, Andermatt to be exact. Because that help matters on Saturday. Yes. Uh, you know who sounds like they could use some Trek CBD? Ty Robinson. <laughs> you, know, you got to relax that? a little bit yeah. in that week in between before conditioning starts back up. Yeah. Maybe you can get some of that uh, the roller thing, the roller thing yeah. that you can you can apply directly onto areas that are tight or sore. Mm -hmm. give, it a little, uh, give it a little relief. I, I I think you'll appreciate this. Have you watched at all the the HBO show Winning Time? I wish about I could the say 1980s Lakers. Oh, that's oh, John no. C. Riley's. Uh, yeah, so it's, I it's, wish I it's basically about like the evolution of Magic Johnson and Pat Riley and the end of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's career and the explosion of the forum. It. And 
I'll watch. So it's this. basically right up your. Yeah, yeah. Your I alley. will watch it. I will. It's been very it. entertaining. So I have taken the last couple of weeks. I have uh, I've used the syrup that they have available at Trek CBD, and I put some into my drink. And then I just kick back and I enjoy the glorious 1980s Lakers as told oh, by sounds, Adam McKay. That sounds real good. And I have to say, no, it is an enhancing experience when Delta 9 kicks in and you're you're watching John C. Riley as Dr. Jerry Buss and uh, enjoying Magic Johnson and Kareem attempting to be Schaefer does teammates right. and friends. Schaefer so does things right. It's yeah. a, it's a nice way to, uh, to, to finish my week out and prepare myself in for Monday. So I... I would tell people, and I've, I've been very big on the gummies that you can get at Trek CBD, too, but the syrup is really nice. You can apply it to anything. I put it with Pepsi. It was blue Whoa. raspberry with Pepsi. It was actually Whoa. very good. I okay. and So when, when Scott told me you can put that, and I had done water before, he said you can put it in pretty much any drink, and it's going to enhance it. So as long as you can get the flavor to line up with what you're drinking, like obviously, you know, you don't you don't want to put it in coffee. That'd be weird. And, Blue raspberry doesn't sound particularly yeah, yeah. good. So sound. the Lakers, it's winning time. Yeah. I think you would enjoy it. It's I've a, been to the form. The, the style of it is somewhat brash and in your face, but I, I think you would appreciate the stories it's attempting. I sure to would, because that was when I was For instance, it. I'm learning about uh, Jack McKinney and his effect on the Lakers, and honestly, that's not a name that I know a lot about. Okay. And I, I know a fair amount of NBA history. So. really interesting. You can enjoy that like Schaefer at Trek CBD, 84th and Highway 2. Watch, watch Winning Time. Winning time. <laughs> the plug for with, winning with time, With Trek too. CBD. That's uh, two good plugs. If you have any questions for Mike Schaefer, please call or text 464-5685. More next on Early Break of the Ticket.